Hey there, thanks for joining us on this special Q&A episode of the Made It In Music podcast. Recently, we posted an episode with Doug Wire about his journey into mix engineering. Make sure you check that out when you get the chance. In this episode, members of our Song Chasers community got to ask specific questions, and now you get to hear the answers. Our Song Chasers community members get to watch these trainings live every single month. They get to interact with Seth Mosley and each of our guests, and then we always open the floor for them to ask any questions they want. If you would like to learn more about the Song Chasers community, head over to joinsongchasers.com. Now let's go ahead and get into this Q&A session with Doug Wire. And so for those of you guys who are on with us, um, now is your chance to ask Doug Wire, black belt mix engineer, <laughs> any questions. So go ahead and start posting those in the chat. Um, you want to read off some of the questions? Yeah. So we've got Joelle with the question. Um, she says, I'm really lucky to have an awesome producer, not too far from me, but I can tell mixing is not his strongest point. If he's already spent some time mixing it, how would you suggest approaching him about sending it off uh, to someone for a final mix if he already believes it's finished? Oh, that's, that's really tough. I think you just got to be strong in your conviction that you believe like this could be better with a mix. And, um, I do think the producer would have to realize that, like, put it up against, put it up against what's coming out, like on what, yeah, if you're doing Christian music, like new Christian music Fridays or whatever, um, put it up against that. Is it as good and really being honest and pushing for, hey, let's, let's get a mix on this. Um, but another thing to watch out for is um, there are a lot of guys who mix and a lot of guys who probably wouldn't beat your producer's rough mix. So if you do go with the outside mix guy, they have to come very highly recommended and be someone that you could really trust. For sure. And man, along with that too, because that is a great question, um, Joel. Oftentimes what I would do, you know, er earlier, I still do it from time to time. Th there are times when you just spend the money and get somebody who is amazing at what they do. And then it basically like it sets the bar for everything else that you do. Mm -hmm. So, so you may, you may say, Hey, you know, $2,000 is a lot to hire somebody. Um, I'm not saying that's, that's what your rate is, but just, just putting that out there as an arbitrary number, but Hey, if, if that's a lot of money, it's, it's actually more of an investment in everything else that you do from that point forward. Cause you're like, okay, well, this is how my voice can sound, or this is how I like things to sound. And then it helps you to better communicate it. So I often think that that's can be a good strategy. Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh yeah. Going off of that, Joel asked another question about what do you think a good rate for a, a good mix would be? Oh, it's just, that's just so hard to, um, Big variation. I can be, be transparent. I charge a thousand, which I mean, I still think is a good deal for what like labels are getting at this point. Yeah, very good deal for sure. Um, um, I would say the thing is, I was doing really good mixes when I charged 150 like four years ago. <laughs> so you can either find like really dig deep and find a guy, um, and like being able to weed out if you want to hire a really budget guy and find like me when I was you know kind of starting and getting good um like I was such a good deal back then <laughs> it's crazy but I would say other than that you really can't do that great for less than 500 I would say and 
a safe bet would be more in the six, six to eight fifty range, at least. Um, if you want to like really make it slam. For sure. Yeah. I, I definitely don't know anybody who I would feel comfortable sending to in lesser than that range. So, and this is yeah. the good, the good hack that you guys have with song chasers is you get to ask, you know, me or X like, Hey, who do you guys recommend? And then we'll tell you, Hey, Doug, Doug's not available. Here's two or three others. So. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I got, I got some guys. Those are great. For sure. <laughs> cool. We one. got um, another question from another Doug, but um, do you write any of your own songs? Like, or I guess, are you um, a songwriter at all? I used to. What, when we were in the band, I was really into that. Um, but man, I, I just find that I can, I'm just more of a workhorse type of person. I, I don't have the patience anymore to like think about a pre-chorus lyric for a whole day. I can't do it. So I, the answer is no, <laughs> but, but that's, that's where I came from. That's what inspires me. Um, being a mixer is someone who makes decisions. So me listening to my favorite bands all growing up is what taught me what to do in a song now. So obviously that's such an important part um, to like why I do what I do. But as far as right now, no, I don't do any of that stuff. It's funny you say you don't have the patience, but then you do have the patience to work on a snare for three hours too. So. It's, yeah, it's so it's so different to me because um, selective patience. Just, yeah, I'm just not. I'm a like sound person rather than a like contemplative lyrical person. That's good. Knowing your knowing your strengths. Yep. Um, we get the next question. Yeah. Cool. Um, Petri is asking, what is your recommended focus for mixing home demos using drum samples, synth plugins and guitars? Um, and then he said, not plugins per se, but the big picture and philosophy to make them sound as clear and good as possible. Huh. Um, I would say not over layering your stuff, picking one good kick drum one good snare drum and not just going buck wild and having 170 tracks um when i did when i did production and i had it mixed i would send like i would if i did have a lot of tracks i would sum them together and make them into one sound um and probably deliver around 50 tracks for mix so i would say keeping your productions at a manageable level and not just going crazy with layering tons of sounds, picking one good sample for each thing, not layering 10, and then having great go-to synth, like software synth sounds is probably a really big thing. Like I, I know all the, the, the Nashville songwriters and demo makers are, you know, they're using their templates because if they have a good piano sound, why, why go searching all day for a different piano sound? For sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. And to that point, um, Dave's got a really good yeah. kind of follow-up question for this. Yeah. Um, he's asking, what does a mixer need from a producer? So if he has 200 tracks, uh, do I need to bounce those individually as is, or, you know, what about the effects and panning and stuff like that? Um, I, the way I like to receive a mix is exactly how it sounds in the rough mix. So it would be um, basically giving me everything 
wet with like the verbs and stuff, except for the lead vocal. That's that's how I like stuff delivered. And then if if you're kind of a newer producer and um, you manage to mess something up like quite a bit, then I would ask for something different. But um, I would say that's probably the best bet. I even like if there's a huge vocal arrangement, sending um, stereo tracks of parts where the stacks are blended the way you like them because that's kind of a more of a production decision in my mind um but yeah getting the tracks down to as few as possible not because not i mean i want to say that i'm not lazy because i don't think i am with mixing but it's more about how much can i manage in my brain and with my scrolling up and down What's going to give me the best mix is if I have a manageable session where I'm not going from the bottom to top scrolling for a minute to find this little like triangle sound or something like that. So kind of consolidating as much as you can. Um, like I see some people, they'll have um, every section vocal is on a different track. And then there's there's one lead vocal. There's no overlap, but there's nine vocal tracks and that can easily be you know turned into one consolidated so i would say that's pretty much the gist of it yeah cool it's a good answer yeah uh another question when you mix are you allowed to add any other instrumentation um i mean you can do whatever you want <laughs> if <laughs> if uh some, I mean, I've been known to add in a, a like a, a sub, like if I feel like the bass doesn't go low enough, I'll just program in a, a sine wave, which is just a pure sub tone to reinforce what's happening on the bass. Or if sometimes people use basses that I don't think sound that great, so there's a really inconsistent low end. And rather than finagle with compressing it, um, just programming one in um, and then maybe like symbol swells I'll do to bring more energy to a transition. Um, but other than that, no, um, if they know you did it, you did it wrong. The yeah. producer should never know what you muted or what you added. <laughs> mm. They should just think, Oh my gosh, how did you make it sound so good? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's good advice. Um, so Loomis is asking if you had to recommend one YouTube channel to subscribe to for mixing, what would that be? And if you can't think of it right now, then I can get with you later and post them in the show notes. But um, I think there's this guy, David Glenn. I don't remember. It's David G-L-E-N-N. -N. He actually, his stuff sounds really good. And he's one of the few people that I think like, whenever I would see a tutorial, I would watch the whole time and, and, and like really pay attention. And then at the end, the song would sound terrible. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> so he's, he's one guy where it's like, Oh, this sounds good immediately. So those are the guys that you want to look out for. Um, yeah, there are, one. that's so funny. You bring that up. Cause it's, that's an important thing of like, who are you learning from? <clears throat> And one of the things we try to do different with our academy is like only getting people on to teach who know what they're talking about. Right. 
And, yeah, that's that, that's what's different about song creations because you you yeah. have been on top for so long. You're the best. You're literally the best person that someone could learn from. Well, and I'm not even just saying me. I'm just saying like guys like yourself and like sure. I, I just I can't think of the amount of times I go on even like a Sweetwater page and like I'm watching like a product demo. And then they're like, oh, look how you can run all this stuff through this awesome little preamp. And then the vocal comes on and it's like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that free sounds terrible. <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. Yeah. Um, it, it's so important. There's so many YouTube gurus that like, they're so authoritative, but it's like, yeah, listen to what they did. And even there's podcasts where people think this one mixer is just so good um, because he sounds like he knows everything. And he's, it's what he's saying makes so much sense when you hear it. And then I went to go listen to his like Spotify mix playlist. And I was like, this is the worst vocal I have ever heard in my life. Um, and real and realizing like, yeah, be careful who you listen to, listen to their stuff. What have they done? Um, do, do they have the authority to talk about, what they're talking about or teach you you know for sure that's a great great answer um we'll get through a few more of these yeah. questions and then we're going to transition more to the inside the mix it uh, seems like several section. people are asking this but um are there you know mixing experts in certain genres um or if you're good at mixing does that translate throughout genres yes absolutely there's there's mixers who mix in who kind of specialize in genres. A lot of guys can do different stuff though. Um, I would say for the most part, like Christian music is actually all over the place. Like, um, and you kind of got to, for me, I got to be a student of this genre or that genre, depending on what I'm doing. I come from more pop stuff as opposed to live band, just as far as my production skills. Um, so at first I would say I was really good with that. But then I just did a whole Ren Collective record, which is live band and they're wild and out of control. So it's all over the place. And then hip hop is something I think I'm like decent at too. I don't do too much, but um, but yeah, absolutely. That's, it's a thing. And I would say the more like, the more general market you go, the more that's a thing. Even though Manny and Serban can basically do anything. Yeah. Yeah, specialty is definitely a thing in mix, for sure. Yeah. Um, we got another question about um, kind of mastering. Has the mastering engineer ever ruined one of your mixes? <laughs> no comment. <laughs> the answer is yes. <laughs> um, and then I think uh, there's probably I, one more. Yeah. yeah, go ahead. You go ahead. Oh, no. I think I should stick with no comment. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Their, their job is really similar to my job. Um, I got to be careful not to screw up someone's song. They got to be careful not to screw up, you know, collectively our song that we worked on. Um, sometimes they don't get it right on the first try. Um, and I'm pretty sure there's no mastering guy that I've ever worked with that has a hundred percent success rate. So mm. everyone's human. If you don't like it, ask for a tweak. That's it. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, no, it's that's that's so much it. It's just like, hey, it's not that this person is terrible. It's just maybe they yeah. didn't hear it right, or maybe they just mastered fourteen songs in a row right before this one, and their ears are shot. You know, yeah. it's just, 
it's nobody nobody's going to be 100% bulletproof on on anything that they do so yep or even like maybe i gave them something that was very difficult to work with which is i think what i'm known for because <laughs> <laughs> I, I deliver my stuff um louder than some mastering guys will go so <laughs> that's the thing for sure for sure yeah cool well we have one last question um from dave he's asking about kind of the saturation that you mentioned earlier um is the exciter and ozone sufficient for most saturation needs in a mix oh yeah absolutely 100 percent. there's there's like four uh no like six different modes within it different saturation types you could with that and an EQ, you could probably mix the whole song with just those two things. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Well, hey, this has been awesome. Great Q&A episode. And um, yeah, we are going to push pause really quick. And for those of you guys who are listening on, on podcast version, you get to catch amazing, fun things like what we're about to do inside the mix going on inside of one of Doug's songs and getting to peek under the hood a little bit. So that's all in Song Chasers. If you're interested, definitely check that out. Um, for those of you guys who have been on with us, uh, thanks for staying on and we'll be on. Yeah. Like I said, another, another, uh, 55 minutes or so, and we'll go through the, the mix of, of one of Doug's awesome songs. So let's, let's all give, D uh, Doug a warm thank you and a warm welcome. Lots of virtual <laughs> hand claps out there. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me guys. Thanks for checking out this special Q and a episode of the made it in music podcast. At Full Circle Music, we're constantly developing free and premium resources for anyone who wants to find success in the music industry, because we know it's hard. We've all started with nothing, and we want to help you accomplish the dreams that you've always had for the music you create. You can go to madeitinmusic.com to learn more about our podcast, and if you'd like to actually participate in these training and Q&A sessions live on our Song Chasers community, go to joinsongchasers.com. Joining these sessions is an exclusive opportunity just for members, and we would love to have you join hundreds of other songwriters inside the community if you're interested. Plus, there are dozens of other major benefits that Song Chasers members get that we have designed to help move their careers and goals forward as simply as possible. Again, go to joinsongchasers.com. Thank you for supporting this show, and I hope you'll stick around for the next episode.